Bow our heads for prayer. Gracious Father in heaven, you have brought us to this time and to this place so that we might gather together, sing praises to you, and listen to your word. Father, we pray, open our ears so that we indeed do listen, not only here, but each and every day. Father, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. If you remember the wonderful account of Samuel in Scripture, you will remember that his mother Hannah had begged God for a son. And finally, when she conceived and bore Samuel, she took him to the temple and dedicated him to the Lord. And later, after he was old enough, she brought him back and gave him to the high priest Eli so that he might raise him in the temple of the Lord. And so our text tells us that the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no frequent vision. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his own place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. This is still a very simple temple. This is the temple that's made of cloth because the permanent temple has not yet been built. And so sound, even though it might be a little bit muffled by all of the cloth, can still carry uh, in that open space. And it was the place where the priests and those serving the Lord would sleep. They didn't really have quarters of their own when they were on duty because they were in the temple. So Samuel's laying there, and he hears his voice called. And thinking it's Eli, he runs to Eli and says, here I am. And Eli says, I didn't call you. Go lay down. And Samuel again hears the voice of the Lord and runs to Eli and says, here I am, for you called me. But Eli said, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Now here's the interesting verse. Verse 7. It says here. Let me see if I can find it for you. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. And the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. Isn't that puzzling? Here's this young boy who is serving in the temple and he simply doesn't even know who God is. And the word... It's not been revealed to him. 
are we learning here? Eli hasn't been doing his job. He's using Samuel to serve, but Samuel doesn't even have a clue as to who he's serving or what he's doing or why he's doing it. Because he hasn't even been taught about the Lord. This, this would be like you're the mom who has a son that you love and you, you send him off to boarding school trusting that they're going to teach him all of the things that are near and dear to you because Hannah knew the Lord and Hannah wanted to give her son to the Lord. Can you imagine how Hannah would have felt or what she would have thought if she'd have found out her son doesn't know God? And see, Eli, though he holds the office of high priest, hasn't done a very good job of raising his own sons. And he and his sons have been rebellious against the Lord and not listened to what God has been saying. He hasn't taught Samuel. And so Samuel doesn't recognize God's voice. Finally, Eli recognizes somehow that God is trying to speak to the boy, and he encourages the young boy to go back and to lay down. And when he hears God's voice to respond, speak, for your servant hears. How do we know what hearing God is all about? The question has to come up to us as we read this lesson. Are you listening to God? Can you hear his voice? Somehow my slides are not working. I want this one. And it's taken all the other ones. There we go. We complain. I never hear the voice of God. Or how do I know what God's saying to me? Or if he's saying anything to me? How do I know what God wants me to do with my life? Are we really listening? Are we really paying attention? You see, the problem is, is that the noise of the world often keeps us from hearing the voice of God. We're so tuned in to and listening to the world that as God speaks to us sometimes in a gentle whisper, we don't hear it. When I'm teaching confirmation, I start talking about some of this. The kids go, well, pastor, have you ever heard God? And my answer is, yes, I have. No, no, pastor, I mean, have you ever heard him talk to you out loud? Well, yes, I have. And they all look at me like, 
you're a little bit crazy, Pastor. And so, well, let me tell you a story. Back when my oldest daughter was about three, and Linda was home with our youngest, Sarah. In fact, she had both kids, and she looks at me and says, would you take Krista and just get her out of here and go to McDonald's or something? So I took Krista and we went to McDonald's and it was one of those frustrating experiences because you're trying to balance a three-year-old and, and, and trying to order food and no matter how I tried, the gal behind the counter got my order wrong. And I said, no, 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 I want this. I want a double cheeseburger with an order of fries and in those days it was Coke. And I, and I need a, a, a little happy meal for my daughter. And for some reason, the gal behind the counter kept thinking I was trying to order two double cheeseburgers. I finally gave up. And so I got my food, and I got two double cheeseburgers sitting on the tray and a Happy Meal. And I go to the table, and I'm thinking, what am I going to do with this extra double cheeseburger? I could bring it home to Linda, or I could eat it myself. And then I hear the voice. Give it to that man in the corner behind you. That voice was just as clear as if you were speaking to me. And I turned around and looked. And there was a man who was obviously homeless, nursing a, a warm cup of coffee on a cold day. It's kind of like, it's kind of like Samuel. You're wondering what you just heard. You're going, I, I didn't even know that man was sitting there. I didn't even see him when I came in. I was too concerned with the food of my daughter. But I took the double cheeseburger, picked up my daughter, and walked over there and gave it to him and said, Sir, this is for you. And I went back and sat down and we finished our lunch. Now, some of you might be a little skeptical, but I'm not. I got to thinking about that. And I realized that, you know, in the grand scheme of things, when, when God picked a time to talk to me, it really wasn't about something really all that earth-shattering. It wasn't some revelation about political leadership or what to do for the church or how I should spend my life. It's just a double cheeseburger. And I learned something. That even double cheeseburgers are important to God. It's like five loaves of bread and two fish to feed the hungry, to do God's will. We're so busy that when God talks, we're often not listening. We're thinking of ourselves or other things, but his small voice is drowned out by the world. 
So how do we know what God is saying? We need, first of all, to be in his word. We need to listen to what his word is saying. In all of its truth, in all of its bluntness at times, to not to dismiss it outright or think that somehow we know better, but to simply listen to what his word is saying. I think sometimes we have this idea that we know better than God. And yet I think that God sometimes suffers because of the way we approach him and his word. Where is our heart? What kind of attitude do we have? Are we still wanting to live God's way or are we still wanting to live our way? Do we want it on our terms? Is our own attitude getting in the way of of serving God? Or have we truly given our lives to him? We need to listen to God when we pray. Sometimes we forget what prayer is all about. Sometimes we think that prayer is simply asking God for things, for stuff, for other people. And we pray the same prayers over and over again, and that is okay. But so many times we want God to do it our way. And so many times we also might even innocently pray something like, Dear Lord, please bless what I am doing. And we think that that is a good and holy and righteous prayer. But what if we never stopped God and asked God, Am I doing what you want me to do? Or am I doing what I want? The prayer needs to be more like this. Dear God, please help me to do that which you are willing to bless. Help me to understand what it is that you're calling me to do in my life and with my life so that I might impact the lives of those around me. God is speaking. Just as he was speaking to Samuel, he's speaking to you. The problem with Samuel is that he didn't recognize the voice. And sometimes, neither do we. But God never stops talking to us. He's always there. We just need to take the time to stop and to listen. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus and to life everlasting. Amen. I invite you to stand as you are able and to join with me in confessing our common Christian faith in the ancient words of the Nicene Creed. <clears throat> 